0: Hey everybody, this is Craig from The Homeowner Show. Wanted to give you a heads up, we had some audio difficulties on the first four minutes of this episode. Please bear with us. It's such a cool episode, live from a mansion here in Montgomery County. Uh, We hope you can hang in there, or you can just skip ahead to where the audio actually gets good. Uh, But if you don't want to miss the intro with my buddy Sean, hang in there. Thanks for joining us on this one.
1: Welcome to The Homeowner Show, a live episode here at the Colorado I don't know what you're going to call it. Sure. Um, Hey, Grizzler, the the audio sounds like distorted or something. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, with you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to bring you the best information and options for you in your home. Thank you for joining us here on the Homeowner Show. Yeah, you can turn that off. Uh, We... uh, Well, I've got a special guest host. Hey! My buddy, Sean woo from uh, the infamous YouTube page, mm. Know the Fight? Know the Fight, baby. Yeah, so we're gonna, you know, he's he's here to get those extra two subscribers. That's right. That, that we promised. Yeah, <laughs> ever since my mom stopped following me, I'm hoping somebody else fills that spot. That's <laughs> 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 well, our, our two faithful will definitely jump on the Absolutely. Bucket. Yeah, so it's it's good. How's the audio in the, on the iPad? It says that's going. It's going? Like, the levels are good? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. We just keep on, okay. keep on talking. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it. So if you, guys, if you guys are listening online, let us know how the audio sounds. Video looks good. Uh, the yeah. live feed going. So we we are here in, in this house that is currently for sale uh, in Montgomery County, uh, Colorado's estate. It's on the lake. I'm about to lose my it mic. It's going to be a disaster. I got it. I got good it. Good I got catch. It. Good catch. Thank you. That's what a pro looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, it has been a fun day of getting this <laughs> show ready, let me tell you. Oh my goodness. If there's one thing that's gone wrong, all of them have. So but we're gonna endure because this is this is this gonna be a cool show. Um just kind cool So well Sean and I got to take a tour of this place. Yeah, it was beautiful. What are the what, what were your favorite rooms that we that we got to take a peek at? So the master looks great, giant master bedroom, uh, bathroom, yeah. uh, and actually I think one of the main things I've seen the entire thing together was a handshake wood floors, with doors, paneling, uh, window seals, yeah. beams. I got to take a little snooze and then uh, the circular tub. Right, and actually, yeah. it fit. <laughs> I'm surprised you already have one. I need one in mm-hmm. my life. So maybe just outside. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, can you imagine the sun, like bit? Just take a nap in the me. That's right, and then the, uh, the horses come around you. I'm there like, Yeah, it's <laughs> <that's ridiculous. laughs> in Dude, in the master, though, there's uh, those huge metal doors going out to yeah, Incredible. Yeah, man. And also, uh, that one window pane that opens up, just so you can get the water. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Right it's, yeah, it's beautiful. I think she said that was like, what'd she called it. it was like, this is like the The windows from yellow has yeah. Come it's, inside. It's a custom piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, what, like, one of the things that blew me away, one, there's like, all the doors are different. Yeah, a lot of them are custom. How old, did, did she say how old the one on the front of the house was? No, she just said empty. Into. And so that I means really old. Yeah, it, well, I, it looks like it's over 100 years old. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, it looks like it's from an old audio shop. Come, is the audio not coming through? It, I can hear it and it says it's going through here, but it's is not. it showing up on the iPad? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and hit the record button on the uh, on the
0: roadcaster there, though. That way we don't we, we've lost some of it, but that's fine. You know, it's all it's all part of the show. Yeah, we're doing very good. We got the Rizzler back. He's a little rusty, but he hadn't lost the Riz. That's right.
2: The ladies <laughs> love the Rizzler. and that's therealrizler.com. That we just that we just acquired. I literally just bought it. <laughs> So you're going, to, you're going to see the beauty that comes from So that. go
0: subscribe at therealrizzler.com.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's um, funny. No, I'm, hey, but the house, I mean, I love the, the, um, the, the slate uh, anchoring that's inside the wall. Um, the mosaic pieces that are uh, throughout the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you're right, those almost... I think there was six doors that all have an antique view of it, also with some like church stained glass, yeah, yeah, above it, so
0: i like I like the old doors that you like you can't just walk through, you gotta step over, yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah and one of the things, well, I mean, like the room that we're in right now, this I don't know if you can see like the rock work that's behind us mm. on the on the video, but this is in like. Four different areas of the house. Yeah. And they said it took the guy that was doing it, like it's, it's on the pool, it's on the outside, on the back porch, it's in here in the wine cellar.
2: It's a, a bathroom.
0: And yeah, around the tub. It. That's right. Yeah. And, and they said it took him like three years to do this. Yes. And if I
2: understand, it's his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the guy that owned this house apparently he specialized in like faux paintings mm. and textures and, and different things. And you were saying like in the laundry room, there's like stamps on the wall. Yeah. Every, every room has a different kind of artistic feature that they did for the walls and the ceilings and then the bedrooms upstairs with the 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 curved ceilings that were uh sheetrocked.
2: right so there's no corners yeah uh they're just floated the floated corners which um gives it instead of like a cube feeling more like a sphere Uh uh-huh and definitely messes with your your space
0: yeah, yeah. It, you you want you're looking for the corner and you can't find it, and the wall just keep it just keeps going, and you're like right. following it up to the ceiling. <laughs> you don't know where to go. You would know where to hang a picture. Mm. Like, right. <laughs> hey,
2: go go stand in the corner. There's not no, there's one. No one.
0: There's no corner. So, but yeah, I mean, like, like when you, I think if you're standing like a a, a bit off, it would look like this is kind of like a pattern, uh, behind us, but it's not. Every mm. every single piece was like cut. And then put in there in, in its, I mean, he kind of created a pattern, but like it's, it's incredible. So anyway, we, we got a, we got a good fellow sitting down here, Mr. Josh. So how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Yeah. Good. So, uh, have you, have you gotten a chance to tour the house?
3: Yes. Yes. We just got, uh, done looking upstairs and. Okay. Um, I think I mean this room's awesome Yeah sure. <laughs> um, And my next favorite Is the master bath Master bath I love big tubs uh-huh. I'm a man that likes baths Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah that, That's definitely And then obviously The view of the lake Is beautiful Oh yeah Absolutely oh, yeah.
0: I, I can attest to the tub I took a little snooze In there earlier today <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. okay It's, it's curled comfy.
2: up like a kitten Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I've seen it have like little holes for maybe aeration or some yeah. like little bubbles. Yeah. Put some put some salt and some one of those bath bombs
0: in there. That's right. Good to go. Good. That's Good. right. Have a little yeah. little cocktail in the tub.
2: <laughs> Be alright. <laughs> and there's no and it's, and it's big enough to where like it covers everything. You know, like in T V shows where it comes up to your neck. A lot of those the newer tubs, you can't do that. It's oh. either knees or these. You don't yeah, get both. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Have have y'all seen the uh, the Japanese soaking tubs that you can get now?
2: Oh, no. No? No. Have you seen these? No.
0: So rather than, you know, like most most tubs are kind of like ovals that are, you know, like a regular tub. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the ones in there that are like, it's sort of like a mini jacuzzi that's just perfectly round. Mm -hmm. The Japanese soaking tubs, they're intended to sit on the ground and then, but they're like three and a half feet deep. So they're not as long. So you sit in it rather than like lounge in it. Oh, like those,
2: um, those, those polar tubs. Were, oh um, the, like the yeah, ones you are doing ice, the ice, bath ice in? Baths, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: very very similar okay so yeah and and it, but they're cool because they take up less you can you can make a, a smaller bathroom feel bigger. By putting a deep tub yeah. that you got to step up into and then sit down in, rather than like a long one. Yeah, but yeah. But it, but it's always gonna you, you can't you could never have like a shower in there or anything. So it's just mm-hmm. like it's just like a weird water. What feature. if you
2: put a shower around? Yeah, it? I've seen those. I've seen but yeah, those,
0: I've, those. Yeah, it's
3: like enclosed by glass, and then you can just put a bathtub in the middle, and then shower heads over top. Oh yeah, yeah they, they're yeah. doing a lot of that now, mm-hmm. where they
0: make like a whole room with just the tub and the shower all in its own enclosure.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are cool. We're thinking about doing that. You think about doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah man. We're, me we're, too. We're starting to uh, build our new house. And, um, oh, nice. Here's the problem. Uh-huh. Every time we see something nice, we're like, oh, we should do that. I'm like, uh, we're doing 19 other things. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. What's wrong with 20? You know, Yeah, so. yeah what's one more?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like in Robin time. Hood. That's
0: it's, 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 there's always room for one more. <laughs> it's always room for one more.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So
0: are, well, so here's,
2: are you going to put solar on it? Oh man, we're thinking about it. Well there's the dude. Solar. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so we were actually gonna go with the Tesla shingle when it yes. first came out, right? And it was seven dollars per square foot is what we were quoted. Now it's seven hundred dollars per square foot. <laughs> yes. um, so not in our budget. But yeah. So have
0: y'all have y'all messed with that at all?
3: So insider information. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. EOL twenty twenty four, no longer being created. Really? Oh, wow. Yep, they're going. They're getting out of that and moving into a hydrogen fuel cell. Um, so they're going to solid state and hydrogen fuel cells. So they're getting away from the panel and working right. on the storage oh, those, and the, the future. power of,
0: storage? mm mm-hmm. Well, that is the bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right.
3: Yep, because if they can create storage, then they can fix grid. Right. They can fix a lot of the problems across the nation and world yeah. for that fact. Yeah. So wow. they're having these hydrogen fuel cells and solid state batteries. LG did the same thing. They had the panels. They pulled out right. the panels. Or mm. Everybody's focusing in the rat race to get storage figured out in yeah. an efficient and cost-effective way. Wow. You heard
2: it here first, people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I, that, I mean,
0: it, that's good. I, I know that there's a lot of roofers that put some energy and time into looking at mm-hmm. these installing. Mm-hmm. I, I know a guy that installed the first one in Houston over at uh, Fair Claims, Justin O'Neill. He put, he put the first That's one right. on in Houston. Yep. Um, I don't know how that one's performing.
3: They're great. They work, <laughs> great. They work they great. The product's awesome. Yeah. I know the guy that has uh, procured the south region of all the materials that are mm. left in the market. Um, and his name's Robert Bailey. Uh, he's he's a great guy, does great stuff in solar. Um, so he's now the master dealer. And they're trying to work out a deal with Tesla to either buy the... Uh, patents, so uh-huh. that they can get a manufacturer to create oh. a oh, okay. replacement to keep the warranties going, and so there's a bunch of negotiation going on right now. Uh, but okay, as of today, you know it's still available. The name may change. We may see some things happen over 2024.
0: Okay, well maybe while Elon's focusing on this whole X project, he, right. he's, X he's not paying storage. attention to the patent. They <laughs> <laughs> can just snap it up.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so yeah. I mean, we we love. uh
3: you know, the, the whole energy sector, you know, we're into the battery side of it as well as the solar. Yeah. Um, and then in some cases, especially when we're working a complete off-grid, we pull the
0: generator in too. Okay. Um,
3: it's just a fail safe when you have the trifecta. No matter what, you, you're you good to go. If the grid goes down, mm-hmm. you got power. So are,
0: are you guys, when you guys do that, are you are you using the generator to recharge the batteries first? Yes. Yeah? Yes. because okay. So that
3: shortens what we call the spark gap. Uh-huh. So if we can charge the batteries in a couple of hours off a generator and then deplete those over several hours, you get a benefit for your costs that you spent on the natural fuel. Okay. So it's a really cool way to uh, create more efficiency, right, with that dollar you spent running mm-hmm. that generator.
0: Are, are people moving? I, I, Kevin is one of the ones I know that has done this for the generator on his helm. He's got like a tri-fuel... Generator, so like mm-hmm. even generators now kind of have a redundancy in them, right? You know, right. so you can have natural gas, but if that goes out, you could always use propane, yes, or if that you don't have that, then you can always move over to gasoline. But it always seems like gasoline and diesel are going to give you the most electricity, mm-hmm. they just perform better for the generator, but it's cheaper on the natural gas side, correct? Yeah,
3: yes, that's all correct. Uh, the generator with the you know, gasoline, they have a Know higher combustion rate, you know, diesel higher combustion is going to give you more, you know, power yeah. in return. The stator moving, um, so yeah, that's uh, accurate. And you know, the the cool thing about bringing the battery into the mix is, you know, you can save all the all the funds you would have spent on a natural gas generator. So you had an eight hour outage, four hour outage, mm-hmm. um, you can turn that generator on for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, again, charge the batteries and have a lot better money savings, you know, yeah. over time. But if you look at eight year, five year, 10 year, you know, however long you expect that generator to run, your battery is going to do a lot better for you.
2: What's the life um,
3: for a battery? They're warranted for 10 years, serviceable for 20. Oh. So it's it's pretty long now with the lithium ion. They yeah. have way better technology. The cycles are pretty lengthy now and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a solid solid product solid engineering in the chemistry
0: what so like i know that they have like a step down in output over over the years though right i mean like because like they're warranted for 10 years but it's like only if it drops below like a certain output is that is that right
3: yes and and the battery brands we work with um, a big one we like to use is home grid there's a okay. 94% at 10 years oh wow so it's a very strong one the inter- industry standard is about 1% annually mm-hmm. um, but so you can see some some around 85 90% at yeah. 10 years um, but uh, there's a lot of you know I don't want to get technical but there's a lot of stuff that gets into um, why you know we chose certain brands? Why we partnered with certain manufacturers rather than just go with the bubble gum of what you know sure. everybody buys? Um, so we've we've really dived into it, done our internal R and D, um, you know, met with the engineers and, and discussed you know our, our you know just different different things, different different things that we could see would be a problem in the future with these. Yeah. Or could be potential um, hazards. You know, how do they handle you know overheating situations or Um, You know, do they have internal fire extinguishers? You know, what UL ratings are they carrying? You know, all Mm -hmm. kinds of different little things that we really scrutinized before we chose who we're going to partner with.
0: What's the UL rating? What is that?
3: So uh, don't quote me on the numbers, but there's different ratings for the listings um, that they're, you know. uh,
0: I just don't know what it means.
3: It's going through regulations that they've matched and met regulations that are. Either stateside or international. Okay. Um, so there's certain regulations for temperature, or you know, drop. How how many times can they be dropped, or kicked, or hit, or <laughs> right. smashed with a car without uh-huh. exploding in your garage when you pull in that Tesla and hit the you know battery? Is it going to handle that? You know, sounds like CPS. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. So so that's a uh, you know that that you know so our batteries, our, our inverters, our inverters are, are, are ten years as well. Um, we have a few inverters that are 25 years. Okay. Um, and then almost every panel on the market is 25. Uh, we have a few that are 30 that we achieved by um, becoming authorized and getting our installation team certified. And stuff okay. Like that. So,
2: how much do you have to use for you to start getting checks from the energy company? <laughs> so, that is a lie. Uh, so I knew <laughs> so, it. I knew it. That <laughs> that I walked in and was like, I'm going to find the truth. The, today. the,
3: the three to five <laughs> things that bother me about the solar scammers. I yeah, call let's them, hear it. Is, is number one, I'll never have another electric bill. That's just false. Sure. That's right. 100%. Just for being Connected to the grid, you're going to have base fees. Yeah. Yep. They're somewhere between twenty five dollars and thirty five dollars a month. Um, most of those, if you're on a twenty five one now and you add solar, they bump you up to thirty five because now they're like, oh, you're not buying from me. Like yeah. I'm going to oh. penalize you for that. Yeah. So then they're going to have their linemen and you know taxes and fees that are regardless if you use zero kilowatts, they're going to charge you those. That's to you know upgrade the grid and keep mm-hmm. you know you know send the linemen out to get the power buck up during storms or accidents. You know. So that's, that's a big one we hear. And then, uh, um, the government will pay you to put it on your house. That's right. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not pay. Nothing's free in America. We know this. <laughs> and so, you know, that's a, a big problem that we have in the industry, you know, and, and there is a tax incentive. There is things that to incentivize us to buy it and put it on and our And what home. is that? What's the tax? It's incentive? a 30% tax credit. And I have to say this. I'm not a tax advisor. Sure. Consult your CPA. Mm-hmm. Um, but a a 30% tax credit is available. And that's dependent on your liability. Like, do you have taxes that you're going to have due at the end of the year that could, you know, eat up that 30%? Or do you, have you been paying in all year and you could potentially receive that as a refund? Okay. So those are two options. The common consumer, um, you know, that 30% can be pretty large depending on if you went with the generator, batteries, solar. That 30% can become a large number that would exceed what you would have at the end of the year. So um, just for easy math, let's say it's twenty grand that you would be getting back at the end of the year. You only had ten thousand in liability that you either paid towards or that you would owe. Mm. You can only take ten thousand of that twenty, but it will roll over with the current administration for ten years. So you could get that. You can draw that, on it. Yeah, for, yeah you could yeah. draw on it for ten years. Now, if a new president comes in or new sure. administration or new Congress votes yeah, on yeah. a new bill that could be gone. did <laughs> yeah, you just crush it? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, so anyways, the the you know, so if that comes in, that could change. You know, it changes just last year in September we were at 26%, it was supposed to be going down to 22. Biden came in, signed that it was going to stay 30 now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Well, so it changed okay. just like that. Yeah. So the same thing could happen. So say you had a remaining balance you're hoping to cash on in 2025. Things changed now. That's gone potentially. Yeah. So that's that's another one. You know, we we really educate on that as much as we can, and we have a whole process we go through with our clients to let them understand that, and then recommend them to CPA if they don't have their own. Yeah. But so like, on,
0: but like, if you're doing so like full solar, you want to cover like all your electrical. You're doing the the home, home full home battery. Mm-hmm. You're doing a generator. Mm-hmm. I I imagine you got to be getting close to like a six figure install. Yeah, absolutely. You're you probably know, somewhere so you're talking, fifty you're
3: ta- and a hundred grand. And yeah, I if mean, you're looking at thirty percent tax credit. That's thirty thousand dollars. That's thirty thousand right. yeah. dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's you know it can be substantial, and if you're with a bigger home, you know, somewhere around three or four thousand square feet, that's when you're getting to those six figures. Those people can usually take that liability. You know, they want it. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to have so much taxes at the end of the year. Let me get that." Right. Um, And then if you're in commercial, you get another thirty percent over ten years depreciation. So now you got sixty percent incentivized to buy it in commercial.
2: How frequent do you get commercial?
3: Well. For us, it's we're diving into it this year. We're yeah, quoting okay. it big time this year. Um, last year, we really focused on residential, getting our feet wet, really understanding the industry, um, choosing good partners and manufacturers. And this year, we're finally diving into commercial. Um, it's a big market. It's very lucrative. We're meeting with energy brokers. Like we're doing wow. some cool stuff in that, and we're excited for it. It's, That's awesome, it's man.
2: It's is true, Texas Solar, your company. Yes, sir. Oh, awesome. So, so how did that start?
3: So it's a it's a crazy story, um, and I am a partner in the company. Uh, Reg Dawson is my my business partner, and so I came from automation. I built or I didn't build. I I designed and engineered systems like Ironman homes, where everything was automated and sensed you walking in the door and adjusted the house for your lighting and turned on your music and yeah. you okay. know, thumb readers on the wine rooms to enter them because there's you know million dollars of wine in their rooms you know and so I, I designed these systems for many many years and I was contracting out the 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 solar and energy portion because I'd have rooms like this with server racks in them and so when their power went down their house didn't function, their security yeah. wasn't up, their lights are all, they didn't even have dimmers on the walls, all controlled by voice or by their phones. And wow. so everything was, you know, had to have power, their home, their fridges, you know, had meats and freezers on freezers. And so when, when I started contracting out, I, I was going to these, you know, big companies, and I found out those were sales works, that was the wrong way to go. And, mm. and so they were, you know, you know, college kids, you know, thought they knew and were getting educated by a training module and trying to come out. And when I'm working on very large houses like this, you know, you can't just one cookie fits all. You right. Know? right. It was yeah. very, we had to customize it. We had to really scrutinize the energy packages and with how many AC units they have, they have a pool controller, mm-hmm. you know, all this different stuff. And so we seen like everybody we brought in, they couldn't deliver, you know, they would drop the ball on design, and we'd put in subpar systems or they would drop the ball on installation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it was just like we were just running through them. One out on every project, we'd try a new one, we'd try a new one. And I was like, is there really nobody that can do this professionally and <laughs> yeah. really understand it? And, and um, so I was working at a, at a company. We were doing a big national brand and sitting at a, a, an office table, you know, in a meeting with owner's rep and a, an architect and the builder, et cetera. And, and I have this solar contractor and they, they started asking questions and the architect asked questions. The electrical engineer asked a question and that solar guy is like, a, 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 you know, deer in headlights. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I've been in that industry for 17 years. I see the whole a niche I can grab. I can understand it. I can, I can calculate how to be successful in it. And at the same time, my father-in-law got laid off after being an oil and gas for 40 years. Oh, my gosh. And so I I put together a business plan. You know, we scraped up all of our piggy bank money and said, you want to do it? And he said, yeah. So we hopped in and it made sense And we've been, you know, successful and hadn't looked back since then. That's amazing. How long? Uh, We opened March 2022, uh, the 23rd. So we're at about 16 months or so now. Yeah. yeah. uh, and, And we're up to about 30, 35 employees right now. So. Very successful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a
2: blessing. A bit. Yeah, we,
3: we put it all to. Uh, um, hand, we hand it off to God. Yeah, that's, amen. That's, that's who brought amen. it.
2: Amen. We know where it came from. Amen. Blessed and highly flavored. Yes, sir. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. So, oh, so, yeah. Thank hey, you,
3: uh, You know, and and those those other, you know, the hard
2: way. You never have an electric bill. Oh, yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. You are the government will pay for it for you. How much
2: of the rainforest are we saving <laughs> using solar? So okay. I say this, uh-huh.
3: I've, I've done some math. Don't quote me. on I'm, sure, I'm sure. not a mathematician, but uh, it's, it, I say we use one quarter oil for every panel produced. Okay. That's the number I've came up with. Yeah. And, you know, you cannot get a panel from raw material to on somebody's roof or building and commercial without oil. It doesn't yeah. happen. And so it isn't so much that I look at it for saving the rainforest. Sure. I look at it for correcting our infrastructure, getting our power where it needs to be in the yeah. state. So we don't have these brownouts, blackouts, weeks without power, you know, that when a hurricane comes, you know, having battery and substations can fix so much of that problem. And that's really where I'm, I'm seeing the the benefit for us wow. as a, you know, a nation. Mm.
2: That's really cool. Yeah. Cause um, last February, It was January, February. Um, I was out for 23 hours. Ooh. Ooh. And so listen, here's the thing. I'd rather be hot than cold. A lot -hmm. of people are against that. I get it. Um, But I'm inside my house freezing. I have nine socks on, three blankets, two dogs. (laughs) You know? And um, yeah, I was just freezing. I was... I I mean, every time I'd breathe, my breath would come out, fall to the floor... (laughs) fall on my foot, Jeez. hospital visits right after that. <laughs> Actually, I was like, you know what? I need to go get some gas for my generator. And so I got my truck, and I put it in reverse, and then I looked out, my neighbor was backing out, and uh, it was all ice. And so he just kind of like spun out and, and and did like a 360 in his own driveway. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. put it back in drive. <laughs> this is not my good. atmosphere. Good. <laughs> we'll be all right. I'll set, I'll set something on, on fire and be okay for a little bit. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that's the reason a lot of people are, are, at least around here, are starting to look into systems like this is mm-hmm. because they've been through a situation where they didn't have power. Exactly. Whether, whether that be you know, just lights or air conditioning. And I know that's one of the—air conditioning like the big one mm-hmm. right now since we've had like mm-hmm. five weeks of triple-digit weather. We need to keep the air conditioner rolling. And, yep. uh, you know— Solar when the when solar systems initially came out, that, that's one of the things they would tell you is like, hey, you can't really power your air conditioner. Like you can, you can turn the lights on. You might be able to run a few appliances, but other than that, like you know, tough noogies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yep. But but now with these whole home batteries, I mean, like you have the power to actually run the, the yes. whole home.
3: Yes, absolutely. It, you know, we have, um, you know, we've really figured out the inverters that are powerful enough. Mm-hmm. So and, and we have panels now that are. You know in the 500s 530 525 um the market average has been 400 for maybe the last five years or so yeah um premiums are around 430 450 watts and so now our big panels are 530 525 watt and so now for the same real estate you can get a higher production out of out of a panel where years ago they were 250 200 watt panels right and so now that we can get more power or power out of the same square footage and then we have batteries to store the power. And then we have the inverters that can really run the whole home, especially here in Texas. Thank you. you know, we need to have, um, you know, at least a 200 amp service. That's what every home here is. Yeah. If you're up north or in the mountains and stuff, where, you know, a lot of them don't even have ACs, which we found that out when we, which, we <laughs> moved to Colorado and I, we bought a, a cabin in the woods. And then we found out, wait, it doesn't have an AC unit? Like, yeah. what's yeah. this, you know? <laughs> And so, uh, you know, they don't have to deal with that. So it was, it was easy up there and you come down here to the South and and we love our AC. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it does take a substantial battery. Oh yeah. You know, it's not a, that's another thing. A lot of uh, misconceptions around like the Tesla battery. I can throw a Tesla wall up and run my whole house. Well, that little Tesla wall will run your lights in your fridge. Right. Yeah. You need like six (laughs) or eight of those if you want to run your whole house for a 24 hour period, you know? So, um, but we've, we figured out the, the, the science on it and We do what we call the perpetual cycle. We design it for 16 hours. And if we size that in the solar right, your batteries charge during the day. They deplete overnight. And that rents and repeats. And as long as you do that, your solar can run your home, charge the battery. Nighttime, evening comes. The battery starts to pick up the weight when the solar curve starts. Mm -hmm. And then it carries you through the night. Um, This morning, the solar curve starts picking back up. And then it switches back onto solar during the day, hmm. so that's the perfect design to get that perpetual cycle of energy happening.
0: So, is do you you know? I mean, we we probably just need to have you on to do kind of like a deep dive on on yes. some of this yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Because I'm I'm in my head I'm thinking about like rainstorms and mm-hmm. and different like all these yeah yep. all all these things There's so much. Uh, but I, I know we got a lot of people we want to talk yep. to. Um, how, how did you, how did you get, how did you end up here today, man?
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Armando, um, you know, Armando. Yeah. So my sister winter and him go back to when he was working at, uh, La Toretta, Del Lago, whatever you want to call it. The, okay. Uh, what is it now? Margarita. Margaritaville. I've yeah. been here so long; it's had six names. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, um, so they, they they link there. My sister met Armando was like, "Dude, you got to link with him. He'll help our business grow. He's great in the in the community. He's a local guy." Yeah. And I was like, "Let's do it." And and he linked us up, invited us out, and um, we're supporting a lot, and and uh, it, it's been a great relationship. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. What's the name of the group that Armando?
0: Well, he So it's Go Lake Conroe, Yes. but then he also hosts the uh, Texas Ticket Show. Texas Ticket, yep. Um, am I missing anything? Um, I know he's pretty no. busy dude. I mean, like he does like some yeah. home shows and boat shows and, yes. and different things like that. Yeah,
3: uh, the Montgomery County uh, home show. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the full name of it, but it's the one at the Lone Star Convention Center. Uh-huh. Um, did and you, then we're did actually, you guys have a booth there last
0: year? Yes, yeah, did? we
3: did, and we'll have another one this year. We're actually going to do speaking on this Covering a lot of these topics. It's okay. only got a 30-minute window, so it's going to be hard to squeeze all this knowledge <laughs> into that. But we're going to try to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, so and, and um, he's doing a fashion show um, sure. at the Shout House coming up. Uh, don't quote me, but I think it's September 16th. Don't quote me on that. Sure. Ask him. He'll tell you the day. Yeah. But uh, it's it's kind of interesting, and we're going to be sponsoring that. And so we're going to have some swag out there. True Texas Solar will be all over it. Okay. And, and it'll be a cool event, and um, hopefully get us some. We're just trying to grow our name local, yeah, for sure, know, and change the perception of local solar, and let people know we're doing it right. Yeah, it's not for everyone, right? You know, <laughs> right, right, We we're it's not a one shoe fits all, and, yeah. and we go through the real education of it, and and let people make an educated decision. We're not hard sales. We don't sign it in your home that day. Right, go home and sleep on this. <laughs> this is a big investment. Talk it over with your husband or yeah. wife behind, behind closed doors. You know. And then we'll discuss it again. And so we're very low pressure, do it right. Um, you know, and all of our businesses, you know, we're family owned and operated. I could go through the list of who all works for us. That is literally our family. It's, yeah, it's family so Yeah, family tree. <laughs> it's so long. Um, and then all the people we hire, we call them our family too. Yeah. So it's, it's all local people.
0: That's fantastic, man. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you just need somebody that draws like a lot of attention with microphones and stuff like that, we, we, we you know, we might be able to work something. No, out. No, I'm de- <laughs> no, I'm definitely like like
3: I said earlier when I ran into you here, like why haven't we done this yet? <laughs> yeah, <just> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we literally I don't know if you'd give a backdrop, we we were both coaches on our kids' little that's league. Right. Team that's right, that's how year. we met. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And so, you know, and we'll be sponsoring that again this year. So no, that's that's, fantastic. we're always involved in that community.
0: Well, speaking of sponsors this episode of The Homeowner Show is actually sponsored by the Lone Star Appliance Repair. Mm. If you haven't met my friend Sarah over there, she runs a fantastic company. Uh, it's way cheaper to get your appliances repaired rather than replaced. Mm. Uh, uh, and especially in the COVID area, I mean, like, they have access to all the parts and pieces that the big box stores can tell you. Like, we don't have those. It's going to take three weeks to get in. They just got them in stock. Uh, she actually saved my life once. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good so, to yeah. I had a gas leak in my house, and she came out and fixed it. Oh, wow. Um, So fantastic company. Love those guys. If you need to get a hold of them, you can reach them at 936-647-2364. They will answer the phone and get somebody out there very quickly uh, to get your house repaired. They don't need to come here, but I think all the appliances here are in good work and order. (laughs) 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 The top top of the line stuff happening in (laughs) this house. Wait until I leave. Okay,
2: I'll make sure something's messed up.
0: Well, man, we don't want to keep you from the party, yeah. but I mean like if you don't mind like shooing somebody in here for us to talk to. Absolutely. I mean cuz I just I get a little bored talking to Sean. Yeah. No. <laughs>
3: no problem. Thank you for the airtime and uh Dude, thank uh, you. No, no yeah. we'll,
0: we'll we'll schedule something up. Um, you know, maybe we'll we'll play some baseball. Yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see you again. Thank you. It's yeah. nice and meeting Josh, all of you. Absolutely. Hey, good to meet you too. <laughs> all right. Bye.
2: So, we just bought a $3500 fridge. Uh-huh. Sasha loves that Samsung. It has right. a screen. And we had to replace it because um, it kept freezing over because the fan unit, they don't make that piece anymore. Right. And so our warranty was for five years, and this was five and a half years. And they're like, hey, so we don't cover that. We don't even make that piece anymore. Oh, the fan? Yeah, for the fan. Oh, port. my gosh. So I would have loved to have called Sarah. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that they told me uh, not too long ago is most people don't realize like the motors on most appliances – uh, even though the appliance may only have, like, a two-year warranty or a five-year warranty or something like that, the motors in them tend to have a 10-year warranty. Like, oh, wow. and, and so, like, you have to pay them to, you know, swap it out, but yeah. you get the part for free if it goes out before 10
2: years. Um, so. That's brand-new information. I know, right? $3,500 too late, but <laughs> brand-new information. Next time, I'm calling you, Sarah. <laughs> That's right.
0: All right, we All right, we got Ben sitting down now.
2: Dude, hey you
5: doing, guys? Thank you for having me.
0: Dude, thank you for sitting down. Congrats on the on the award. Thank you very much. So, I'm also digging that area shirt you got going on there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's great. The, the,
5: the famous Barsh be there on the chest. That's right. It's, it's two two great
0: brands living on the on the chest there. Yes, that's sir. <laughs> go together. So, what? So, man, what a what a cool day. Tell, yes. Uh, well, good. one, let everybody know who you are.
5: So my name is Ben Blankenship. I'm a fleet account manager for Barsh Performance Diesel. So do a lot of the marketing and networking for him and but i'm also uh, an advocate to um, in my community here in Montgomery county to help people find sobriety to uh, help people find joy and happiness and, and overcome whatever struggles they may be going through uh, i've uh lived pretty an extensive life i've, I've, I've been arrested probably over forty eight times i've've been to prison three times and and if you will say i found myself that uh, mm. my last trip and and i um pretty much dedicated my life to, to making a difference in my community because of all that I took away uh, mm. before I went. Uh, and so it really means something to me uh, to get out there and just be active in our community. You know, for one, I was there. I've walked those shoes. Yeah. I've been there to where, you know, you just, you just don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know who to turn to. And I just really want to let people know that there's people to turn to, uh, that we're here, uh, that yeah. I'll meet you where you're at. Uh, and then we do have places uh, that you can find sobriety. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great facilities. Uh, one of my best friends uh, Chris Follett, he owns uh, Interfaith Disciple House here in, in Conroe Okay. and then one of his best friends and mentors uh, owns Oak Ridge uh, Disciple House out by Austin. Both of these facilities are, are um, they're not ran by the government They's, they're run off of simply donations from people that believe in, in helping people find sobriety and, and both of the men's hard work, Josh Harris and and Chris Follett, they they do a lot of hard work to yeah. keep those places, but really God does all of it. He uh, <clears throat> He knows that you know each and every single one of us. Uh, he knows the very details of our lives, and He knows what what we need, and, and He makes it available to these guys because they dedicate their life to it, just like I have. So yeah, He's He's, he's going to
0: provide for it because they're doing the work that they yeah. need to be doing, and providing. He wants
5: to bring. He wants people to um, as as you know. Believers in Christ, he, he wants us to reach out to the, to the one. Uh, yeah. I was that one. Yeah. Uh, to bring him closer to him because that's where you find peace and joy. Uh, you can't, there's no other feeling on, on this planet or in this universe rather than Christ's love where you feel that. Amen. Uh, and whenever you, obviously, whenever you're addicted to something, you, you put a blocker in, in between that. <clears throat> and you do it because you're probably hurt at one given point in time. And uh, so by just letting people know that, hey, man, I've been there. I've walked that road. Yeah. You know, yeah. I paved it, if you will say, for a long time. And I, and I know how to get out of it uh, and that you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it it made milestones in my life, and, and I know that it, it makes milestones in, in, in their lives. And uh, by just getting out and just letting people know, hey, man, like, you know, whatever it is you're going through, like, how, how can we help Yeah, And and really, it boils down to them of when they're ready, but just letting them know that we're there because for the longest time, you know, I didn't know how, uh, and it was because my sister sent me a book while I was in prison. Uh, she, so I tell people, um, their readings ain't my life. Uh, and without doing that, uh, if I wouldn't, I had been in prison for about a year and a half and. And I've been writing my sister and asking her to send me send me some pictures and send me, you know, tell me what's going on with my nieces and nephews. And, yeah. and uh, she finally wrote me a letter, and, and she didn't tell me anything about my nieces and nephews, and she didn't send me not one picture. Uh, mind you, she's an outstanding writer, and she's a great photographer. <laughs> and I was really mad that I didn't get what I wanted. <clears throat> and I had mm. been arrested. I had been incarcerated for a year and a half at this given point in time. And I... Uh, I realized later on, later on in in my journey that I was mad that I didn't get what I wanted because I was still an addict, even though I had been sober for a year and a half, I was still thinking as an addict. And so she wrote me this letter and she said, Hey, I read this book and I really feel like you could learn a lot from it. I learned a lot from it. And, And this was my thought process she's not an addict. What did she learn from it? Right. Still thinking as an addict. Right. Still mad that I didn't get a picture and I still didn't, she didn't tell me anything about my nieces and nephews. And and so I wrote her a letter back and I kind of told her off and I, but I never sent that letter. (laughs) 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 Uh, My dad always taught me, you know, uh, don't be rude to the females, females period, but especially the ones in your family, because they're the ones that are going to be there for you at the end of the day. And and so I never sent that letter, and, and uh, so she told me she was going to send me the book, and about a month and a half the, uh, later, the book showed up, and I was like, okay, well, what is this message? That uh, my, I know my sister doesn't do anything without a good cause. And so I wrote her a letter, and I said, hey, I got the book, and I'm, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to do everything that I can to get something out of it, you know, I'll, I'll give you an update. <laughs> and so I read the first time, and I didn't get anything out of it. It took me about four or five days to read it. Uh, I was a slow reader at the time. Uh, and and then one of my buddies, he was like, "What's up with that book? Because it was really making you mad as you were reading it." And I was like, <laughs> "You read it, you tell me." And uh-huh. so I gave it to him, and I sat in my bunk uh, in prison for a, about four nights, and it was really, really bugging me. I, I, excuse my French, but I was pissed off. Sure. I, uh, I and not only did I just read a book that took me four or five days and didn't get anything out of it, but I knew I didn't. I didn't get the message that my sister was sending. Right. And so when he got done reading it, I said, hey, let me get that book back from you. And uh, I got it back, and, and I read it from my sister's shoes. And I asked myself, and I slowed down a little bit and, and read it a little bit slower, and I asked myself, what did my sister have to deal with? As uh, she had four little brothers that were addicts, and, and forgive me, but my mom, was she had a prescription pill problem, sure. and, and she never had an addiction. So I was like, what did she learn? Like. So as I'm reading this book, it starts talking about this, these, this new concept that I, I, I'd heard of, but I wasn't really aware of this thing, and it was called boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at this given point in my life, I was like, it really pointed out to me that boundaries were okay to be set. Yeah. Well, yeah. as an addict my whole life, you, you don't have boundaries, you know what I mean? Like whatever goes, you know right. what I mean? Like, you just flow through life, and, you know, whatever happens that day happens. Whatever and it takes. Right. You know, you just got through the day. And so I, I started, you know, learning about these boundaries, and I uh, I, I started realizing, so there was a, a relationship between my sister and, and my mother that really bugged me all my life, and it was that <clears throat> my sister started having new kids. She had kids, and, and she had to protect her little, her kids from her little brothers and from her mom. And so Christmas and, and Thanksgiving, she would say, hey, you know, Mom, if you're going to take your, your pills, you can't come over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I... Got that at a at a younger age, but I, I didn't get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so as I'm reading this book and I, I'm starting to learn about these boundaries and I'm thinking about this this relationship between my sister and my mom and and I realized that my sister really raised some like some outstanding human beings. They're they're young adults now and like they're married and have great jobs and these they're outstanding people. And I don't yeah. say that because they're my family, I'm saying because they really are. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, she did that you know what i mean and i realized that my entire life because i got introduced to weed at 10 years old and from that point on, like drugs were drugs like this is what we do like everybody has addictions this is normal to me yeah and i realized as i was reading that my whole life was not normal and i was Mm -hmm. like and then i asked myself i was like you know ben if you were to have kids and i don't have any i'd love to have one or two uh Hopefully sooner than later. I'm not getting any younger. (laughs) But I asked myself, you know, Ben, if you were to have kids, would you have been able to make that same tough decision that your sister made to protect your own kids from your mom or from your brother, you Mm -hmm. know, from their uncle or from their grandma? Would you have been able to do that? And I don't know that I would have been able to make that tough decision. And in that moment, I, I gained such a respect for my sister for what she did and that tough decision that she had to make that it literally changed my life. Wow. Uh, uh, at that given point in time, I was had been incarcerated for a year and a half, and like I said, I, I've been incarcerated 48 times. Yeah. And, and every time I went, I said, oh, you know, stay sober when you get out, and it never worked for me. Right. And that given moment in time, I was like, okay, what are you actually going to do to stay out of prison? And and I was like, okay, everybody, we all learn from each other. We all follow somebody. Somebody had this great idea, and, and we follow it and say, okay, well, I can follow that example. I was like, well, who do I have as an example? How did they, how did they live their life that they didn't go to prison? And I was like, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> She's never yeah. been to prison. She's never been in yeah. trouble. Her husband's never been in trouble. And guess what? They don't have. Yeah, They don't have addictions. And mm. right then and there, that's when I said, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I have to be done. Or else I can just accept the fact that you know prison will be my life. And yeah. that wasn't something that I could How long accept. ago was that? I stepped out of prison um, August 19th of 2020. So wow. here in about okay. 22 days will be three years for me. That's hey, awesome. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. I just celebrated five years of, of being, I say, 120% sober because I don't I do not yeah. do anything sure. anymore. <laughs> There's no gray area <laughs> for me, yeah. uh, I realized. Do you, do you
0: remember the name of the book?
5: Yes, absolutely. It's Codependent No More. Codependent more. No More. Yes, was sir.
0: that? Do you think that was your sister uh, sort of trying to explain to you her relationship with you?
5: Um, I really feel like it was, it was definitely uh, a God thing, uh, because there was, a, there was a long time uh, that my sister wouldn't even answer the phone to me. Right. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I'd wake up, you know, I'd be sober, well, I woke up sober. Right. Know, I, I thought, right. you know what <laughs> I mean? And I'd call my sister and I'd blow up her phone, and, and she wouldn't answer. Uh, because she had to protect herself and her family. Like, she, uh, why, why am I going to, why is she going to answer the phone? When right. Ben just needs something. You know what I mean? Well, it's not her responsibility. I'm an adult. You right. know what I mean? And so <clears throat> there was a long time that she didn't speak to me. Yeah. And that tough love in itself, once I got into prison, you know, I was really kicking myself going, man, if you would have just been sober, like, you wouldn't have been asking your sister for a letter of what happened through graduations and marriages and, mm-hmm. you know, nephews going off on missions and all the stuff that you missed. Like, yeah. you, you did that to yourself, bro. And so I, I really feel like once she finally felt like, uh, and and let me say this, that my sister's always been like a second mom to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she had a lot to do with raising us, and so she loves us dearly. Yeah. And I know it was tough for her to, to separate herself and to not answer that phone. I know that was tough. And so I really felt like she was just inspired by God that, you know what, I think Ben might be ready. Mm-hmm. And like she said in the letter, this was a book that she read, that she learned from. Yeah. And, and like I said, when I first got it, I thought to myself, like, what did she learn? Like, she doesn't, she doesn't have an addiction. No, but everybody has struggles. Mm-hmm. And it, it and in the book, yes, it speaks about people um, having addictions, but uh, it's codependency. Uh, when I thought when I first heard the word, I was like, "What does codependent mean?" I didn't even know the definition. And uh, as I started to read the book, and if you read it in the beginning, uh, Melody Beattie that writes it. She said, I looked up the word codependent, and there was no definition for it. So that I'm, that I'm thinking, like, well, how's she going to write the book? You yes, know what yeah. I mean? And what it is is that we rely on <clears throat> uh, trauma bonds. We rely on right. um, the toxicity. We rely on the chaos because that's the way we're programmed. Right. We're programmed to think to ourselves that I have to have this chaos in my life because that's the way it's always been as you grow up with a family that's full of addictions. Uh, chaos is normal to you, it's, yeah. it, and you crave it, you, you, right. and you don't realize it. And so learning to set healthy boundaries for myself was the first thing that I realized that it was okay. It was okay to tell your mom, hey, Mom, look, I, I love you, but I can love you from over here. Right. I, I don't have to have you in my life. And, and for my sister, she didn't. She had kids that she needed to raise yeah. that didn't need to be exposed to addiction right. like her little brother was. Uh, yeah, because
0: so, have to and want to are two different things. Yes, you know it's like she didn't want her mom; she yeah. just knew that it wasn't safe for her kids, yeah. and that was more important than her want.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the tough decisions that she had to make, uh, you know, it, it really she's been such an inspiration to me my entire life. Uh, but she, I when I tell people, you know, I credit my life being saved to her mm-hmm. sending me a book and praying for me and, and just being there when she finally could um because she couldn't for the longest time she could have done anything in the world and it wouldn't work because i didn't want it
2: yeah Mm. how's your relationship now
5: oh it's man she's one of my best friends (laughs) um you know before she wouldn't answer the phone now i have the codes to all of her house funding to borrow her car of course she's got a beautiful pool in her backyard and 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 her her husband is is the same they they welcome me in their home and and that's fantastic yeah so yeah
0: so um so tell me about the bags that I, uh, you guys were talking about in the other room.
5: So the bags. Uh, so I've, I've uh, like I was saying, like I, I made it a point when I came home to to do what I can to. I mean, so I was I was a drug dealer, And right. I, and I I've affected a lot of lives uh, for in a bad way. When I realized that I did that, I, and I prayed and asked for repentance. Uh, you know, I asked. I really, I I repented for things in the past, but I was like. You know, God, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I know I affected a lot of your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Because I thought to myself, if somebody was to sell dope to my kid, like, it would be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> These are his kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might be mad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I really, really, like, asked for forgiveness. And was like, and in that prayer, I remember something just told me. I said, Heavenly I Father, please give me an opportunity to change some of those lives when yeah. I come home. And he has answered that prayer abundantly. Uh, very abundantly uh so i always you know use the saying you know praying hands and walking feet yeah pray for what you want get up and go make it happen yeah and the, you lord, go. the lord will make it uh, he'll make a faith. way yeah. any places people in my life i mean to have you know sheriff wesley Doolittle show up today and, and another friend of mine that's an officer from harris county and you know those guys they follow my story and, and they applaud me now you know and so these bags came about, uh, just kind of how I've placed myself in the community. My friend Armando, um, we went to do a podcast, and he was like, hey, man, this is something that I'm starting. And somebody made him mad about the way they were talking about the homeless. He called me like a week before this, and he was like, man, this dude made me mad. He was talking about these homeless people, and he's a vet. And like You shouldn't be talking about them like that. And right. I was like, what are you going to do about it? He was like, that's a great question. <laughs> he was like, let's give him something. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, let me know what you want to do, yeah. you know? So I want to go do a podcast with him and he's like, Hey man, I put together some of these bags that I'm, I'm going to give out to the homeless. And I was like, man, that's, that's a great idea. And they had really put together a really cool neat uh, care package. And, and when I left there, um, you know, I was like, what do I want? If, if I was homeless, what do I want? Uh, and I'm, and I've been as an addict, you know, I've, I've been in a place where you haven't had a shower in three or four days and yeah. you know, you're just dirty and you just don't feel right. And, and that's where a lot of these people are. That's that's how they got there. And I was like, you know, I, I want a clean shirt. I want some socks. And I want to brush my teeth. And yeah, I want some yeah. soap. And and so I went and added a few things. Matter of fact, I called Buster and I said, hey man, I'm fishing to go to Walmart and I'm either fishing pay for this or you are. But what I was paying for, and he was like, no, you go go ahead. I got you. You yeah. know. And and he always backs me on stuff like that. And I love him for that. And uh, so we just get out. And so really, Armando inspired me to to start it. And uh, you know, I just added my own little things to it, and uh, so I just I keep a few in my truck, and whenever I'm driving down the road, and I see somebody that could use help, and just, yeah, yeah. I've listened to a book not too long ago. I can't remember the name of it right now, uh, but it talks about this pastor that he was in L.A. and he he becomes like this advocate in the town for the gang members that come out of out of just County Jail, mm-hmm. and, and he and the thing that he continues to repeat is meet them where they're at. Because that's what Christ does. Right. He doesn't, he's been through it. There's nothing on this planet or in this universe that Christ hasn't experienced or he hasn't, he hasn't seen it done by one of his sons or his daughters. Yeah. And he has this very special way of, of meeting us right where we're at. Yeah. And giving us what we need. You know what I mean? And so that bag is, is that it's, you know, hey, we meet them where they're at. Yeah. And, you know, we all go through struggles. We all go through things that we need to overcome and. Just by simply giving somebody a pair of socks and a toothbrush and, Amen. you know, a fresh T-shirt. And it, it, it all of a sudden, they feel clean. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of a sudden, they feel like they're somebody. Clean you know and what seen. I mean? yeah. And hopefully, by planting those seeds, that, that these guys will be like, man, I can actually feel that way. Because everything is a feeling. It's how you feel. Yeah. You know, your thoughts are actually not facts. It's... How you feel, right. uh, And so that's our way of just getting out in our community and saying, "Hey, we care." You know what I mean? And as I meet these guys, I, I call them my spiritual siblings because that's yeah. what they are. <laughs> I'll give them a card and just kind of share my story with them and mm. say, "Hey, you know, when you're ready, give me a call." Amen. Yeah, yeah.
0: have you Have you ever heard of the uh, the ministry Seven More? No, I haven't. No, so it's 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 here, like in Montgomery County, right? Yeah. yeah? So it, it's I mean, it's kind of a prison ministry but the the whole concept is you know like when Jesus is asked like how many times should I forgive it's like always 70 times times, and so it's seven more (laughs) like it's always seven more I like that yeah and so what they do is they, they they take a group down and cheer on those that are getting out of prison okay you know and so like they have that positive affirmation of getting out rather than being there alone
5: talk about meeting where they're at exactly yeah <laughs>
0: i mean catch you know it's like that's where the fish are let's go let's go get them and they're, yeah. you know and they're there to provide them with resources and and, and different things like that because it you, and you know this better than anybody probably it's hard when you get out like you yeah. don't you don't it's, have stuff yeah you know you don't have any body typically and it's like they're there to love on them Wow. Give them. I mean I'd love them,
5: to know more about that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a yeah. super
0: super cool group. My uh my wife works with them. And okay. you,
5: you, you probably know them. Yeah. Not. Yeah.
0: Um, but there's but there's lots of there's lots of cool groups out there doing stuff like that. And it's cool to hear that you're you're doing that, man. I I, I think a lot of people don't realize how important socks are yeah. to homeless people. Yeah. I mean, like can you imagine I mean, like most people don't realize like they've been on like the same pair of socks for like a week probably. Yeah. And like feet are blistery and just Dirty and they yeah. don't have anything
5: else. You know, there's a reason why Jesus watched feet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's real talk. That like you know. Yeah. Uh you know, just so the feet your feet is what connects you to the to the universe, to the world. Mm. And so I'm glad you brought that up, that, you know, having clean socks. You know I mean? And cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, each one of these people that I've been able to meet, uh, that's the first thing to do. Take <laughs> the shoes off, put on some fresh socks. Yeah, you know. Slap some deodorant on, and uh, you know, change the shirt, and it's 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 beautiful to to see the happiness and the joy that they experience just for that moment. Yeah, is it's, every time I, I drive away, it's it's almost all I can do to not just go back to my shop balling, <laughs> and uh, it, it's really cool. You know, <clears throat> the people that have surrounded me and supported this is just absolutely amazing, and and I really hope that this takes off and so i i'm actually i have had this thing that i've called mbk and it stands for my brother's keeper okay. and it started uh between me and my brother um uh, my brother daniel uh and him and i we missed each other for about almost 10 years <clears throat> because i would be incarcerated and i would get out and he would go in uh, oh wow and, or i'd be in my addiction and, and we have a level of respect for each other that you know i remember him showing up one time when i was leaving and he was sober, and I was not. And he showed up, and he's like, hey, what's up? I said, I don't know what you're doing here, bro, but I'm leaving. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I don't want to give that to you. And so we've always tried to be our brother's keeper, but me and Daniel, we've done a lot of time with each other, even though we weren't incarcerated. And by being my brother's keeper, we're just there for each other, you know, yeah. no matter what. He always put money on my books, and I put money on his books yeah. and make sure that phone's on and make sure we get letters. And, and so it just kind of carried out um, – when I came home this time, uh, my brother Davis was was stuck in his addiction, and Davis has a love for for BMX and motocross that it was just, you know, he, next to God in motocross. I don't know, this <laughs> just was, was, was a tough race. <laughs> uh, and so I come home, and he'd bought this dirt bike, and and uh, it, it was a really cool dirt bike. I still have it, but it was super ugly, uh, and it was kind of. A, Junker. Yeah. And uh so something had gone wrong with it and he was like, Man, I'm gonna take it over to to J and M racing and uh, and have him redo it. And I was like, you know what, let's take it to our buddy, he's a family friend of ours, uh, Michael Peart." and I said, Let's have him rebuild it, you know. And he's like, Right I just said, Let's have him fix it, you know. So I knew what I was gonna do the whole time. Right. So we drop it off and I'm like, Hey man, I just need you to fix that valve or whatever it is and and I go drop Davis off and I call Mike and I said, Hey bro, I said we're gonna rebuild that whole bike. Wow, Mm -hmm. I said, we're gonna make it a factory ride. He goes, well, what are we doing? You know? And so Davis's best friend was a guy named Kyle Bennett, <clears throat> which was the first American Olympian, Olympian BMX rider ever inducted into wow. the Olympics. Mm. And he had passed away, I uh, believe in 2012, and, and him and Davis were best friends. And, and uh, it really took a toll on Davis uh, to have his best friend, uh, you know, go before he did, especially at such a young age. Yeah, <clears throat> And so we got permission from Kyle's mom uh, to – Take the the license, there the number plate that's in the museum, and replicate it. <clears throat> and so what we did is we did a, a Kyle Bennett tribute bike for Davis. Well, uh, uh-huh. So we put the rock star and the angel wings yeah. the graphics, and on the lights, on the number plate, <clears throat> of course we put Kyle's number eighty eight. Um, and then it had some little letterings, and it, it had uh, GHP, which is Greg Hill Products, a uh, Pro BMX rider from you know late eighties. And, yeah. and I said I want to change that to mbk uh, so I, I i gave this bike to my brother on, on christmas eve of, of 2020 and we surprised him with it <clears throat> and after that we left and, and and we were driving down the road and he was like man why would you do that and I, I reminded him i said davis you're a champion i said you you're a champion rider you've rode on a professional level and, and your love for the sport that's all you think about. <clears throat> and you don't really have time to do anything else besides that in your addiction. Well, now you have a perfect bike. So all you got to do is just go get gas money yeah, and go ride. And I know what kind of level you want to ride on. So when you want to do that, you're going to have to put away your addiction. And I'm here to help you do that. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Unfortunately, Davis uh, wasn't able to do that. And he, uh, he had some health issues and he stayed in his addiction and we lost him last year. Uh, Sorry to hear that. That's okay, uh, you know. I know he's in a better place, and I know him and Kyle are together. Uh, as a matter of fact, we buried him right next to Kyle. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure they're pretty stoked about that. <laughs> uh, but so that's something that it, now that it's it's something that's branded. It's something that we're going to start a movement. Uh, so we're just going to sell some t-shirts, some hats, and some hoodies, and okay. some little apparel yeah, and man. stuff Put like me that. Down 10. And, and what it is <laughs> is really uh, it's not about selling the t-shirt or hat. It's about taking this money and buying books. Yeah. Uh, to take back in. So I got the opportunity to go up to the Gulf Coast Trade Center, which is a juvenile detention center up yep. in uh, New Waverly. Uh-huh. There's no fences around this place, and it's a trade center. They teach these young men's trades, yeah. you know, such as wood shop and welding and shop and, and a few other things, uh, so that when these young men get out of juvenile, they have a trade. They have, you know what I mean, because I've been arrested and let go how many times, and I've never had yeah. that training. And so I got the opportunity to take them, uh, one of the book's uh, mentor, the kid, and the CEO. Uh, Buster bought me a case of them. But I'll take this money, and and I'll continue to do what I know I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. My books, uh, get out there, be able to speak, uh, you know, freeze up time for for me to, you know, go out there and just be active. Yeah. And at the same time... And, and really what it is is just letting people know they're not alone. And so yeah. we're going to actually turn this into, you know, MSK, My Sister's Keeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we can, we can go all kinds of different ways for that. But it's a badge of honor to say that because <clears throat> there's nobody on planet Earth that is, uh, is exempt from struggling from addiction. Oh, absolutely. Whether you have had addiction or you just have a family member that has addiction. And so by wearing this, it's a reminder that, hey, we made it through today. You know, that I support somebody that has got sober. I'm supporting somebody that I want to get sober. Uh, And it's a reminder that, hey, you're not alone. You know, it's a badge of honor to say, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. It's awesome. And I really hope that, you know, I'm going to start it right here in in my community. Uh, And I really hope that it grows worldwide and just lets people know that when they see MBK or MSK or, you know, however we, we letter that, that they know what it is. You know, yeah. know what I mean. They, that they know they're, that they're not alone. That that's somebody they can go talk to.
2: Amen. Yeah. Hey that's really cool. My um, my oldest and best friend is serving 25 years uh, right now for trafficking um, methamphetamines, and seems um, Michael Payton, uh, one of the best guys I've ever met. He's uh, one of my best friends. Really? Yeah. yeah so um,
5: yeah, he's serving 23 years in federal. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. He's my brother's best friend, as a matter of fact. No way. Yeah.
2: So I've known him since he was ten. Payday. It's yeah, Payday. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah, me and Heather, we we uh yeah, we did a lot of crazy things together. Man,
2: that's crazy. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. So um I just baptized his son oh, um, uh last Sunday. Wow. Yeah. And um and, uh, At a camp. We, we, yeah, we we baptized and we brought him to camp and uh, i emailed mike about it and and we were talking about it and um it just is a beautiful moment because um, that's beautiful to me um because we're um even though we're far removed still just the best of friends yeah. you know and and probably uh the man the man that i know the that knows the most of the bible yeah that i've ever soldier. seen from my life 100 yeah. percent that just gets lost in addiction I can't you know. wait for
5: you to email him and say, "Hey, guess what? Who I just talked to?" <laughs> yeah, bro, that would that would be. That he's would be gonna be gross. like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, yeah. We follow each other. Daniel talks to him all the time. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: that's really really cool.
5: I really can't wait for him to to come home because you talk about somebody that knows the Bible back and forth and, and just is a uh, he's one of the most intelligent people. I used to tell him, "You're oh, entirely absolutely. too stupid to entirely too smart, smart to be, be the stupid." stupid. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, he, I can't wait for him to, uh, I hope that they pass that law and we'll bring him home. We pray for him Memory. every day. Amen. Yeah. What's What's Amen the law that, that's... So, uh, in federal prison, uh, you have to do like 85% of your time or something yeah. like that. Okay. And so they're trying to get that, because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. I mean, granted, you messed up, but you yeah. need the rest of your life, you know what I mean? And we know payday's... Uh, Details of his situation, and and he doesn't belong. I mean, payday was a dummy. There, yeah, there's no two 100%. ways about that. But does he deserve to spend the rest of his life in prison? No, not yeah. by any he means. Yeah. He's learned his lesson. How
0: how long has he been in now?
5: On what?
2: Five years. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I think five five to seven.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah let's talk about small world man right Dude, that's so, uh, crazy It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny it. i wasn't
2: going to bring it up but i really feel like hey, bring this up so. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so i'm glad that you do that something that so one of the books that my sister sent me was uh rising strong by Brené brown and mm-hmm. one of the chapters in there is, is strength and vulnerability yeah and so people always reach out to me and they're like man you're you're by you sharing your story like you've changed my life i get i get messages almost every day yeah and uh and they're they're like, I could never show my share my story like that. I'm like, Well, first of all, that's where you're gonna find your strength. Yeah. Secondly, the person that hears it, that's where they're gonna find their strength. Right. Uh by hearing your story, uh saying, Hey, I I've been there. Yeah. And being vulnerable is literally a superpower to get out there and, and of course you don't wanna you know, I don't I don't know Payday. He you know, first of all he can't whoop me, so I'll sure. <laughs> uh but at you least not you know, from in there's there. Certain yeah. things, <laughs> there's certain things that you don't, you know, you don't want to just, you know, put it out there and, and you know, say something about somebody else that it's none of your business to yeah. say. Uh, but no, I'm I'm sure Payday if we if we reach one person, he's all about
2: it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, no, he um he's always about, hey, tell my story, uh, talk to people about it. Um, because when you talk about addiction, like you said, you talk about um almost every life has been touched by addiction. Yes. You know, um, and a lot of times people get addicted to things and they have no idea, um, and not even like even really bad things, mm-hmm. bad gods, and you end up worshiping those things, and and those turn into the worst thing, and it takes you down this, uh, this rabbit hole, you know, yeah. uh, and it's and what we try try to do is talk about the indicators what addiction looks like and um, what's what's uh, what's taking your joy what's taking your peace what's um, pulling you away from your family or from your community yeah. and usually it's addiction
5: yes so yeah. I tell people um, I, everybody P- pull, has pull an addiction. that thing
0: back they can't hear you uh, everybody
5: has an addiction uh, of some sort of some way and I, I say it to people like this when I say everyone has an addiction that if you have a beautiful wife, you're probably addicted to her. Right, right, <laughs> so yeah. So, <some, laughs> you know, uh, f- sort of fashion, uh, you know, if, if you love fishing, you might be addicted to fishing. Right, yeah. Uh, so you have your, your healthy addictions, yeah. uh, but if you're doing too much of anything, Yeah. per se, if you have a beautiful wife and you're fishing too much... Might want to figure that out because she might kick you out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you got to balance everything. Yeah. And then so you have your your healthy addictions. My, one of my healthy addictions, and I, I tell people, I had all these unhealthy addictions um, from the time I was ten years old. And I had plenty of them, all of them. Uh, and one of the things that that I was able to do for myself is find these healthy addictions. Yeah. Uh, so setting boundaries for yourself and saying, okay. Hanging out with people that do drugs and going to the dope house and, and selling drugs and all that stuff, I, I can't do that anymore. That's a boundary that I – and I, I call it this is my not-okay basket over here. And I put all those things in that not-okay basket that are not okay for me anymore. And one of the hardest things to put in there is people. Uh, mm, and yeah. it, it's tough. Per se, my mom. I would have yeah. had to put mom in there. The, hey, mom, I love you, but if, if, if I had kids, like, mom, I can't be around you. Yeah. Now that I'm sober, and thank God my mom's not here on earth anymore. Yeah. And she's not struggling from that anymore, but I would have had to put my mom in that basket. <clears throat> and in that basket, you can't ever go over there. You, you can't ever, you can wave at it from a distance and tell people you love them and you miss them and, hey, yeah. I, I, I miss fishing and whatever it is that was unhealthy for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you have this basket over here that this is my okay basket. So what are the things that are healthy for you? For me, it's the gym. I go to the gym five times a week at least five days out of the week, a lot of times six. Uh, I go to church, I go to work. I I surround myself with good people. I read, I pray. uh, And these are my healthy addictions. And so I replaced all my, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to replace one addiction with another. Uh, So just replacing that time with something that is healthy for you, you can overcome anything. And that's how simple, and I, I, I say it's simple. It was simple for me. It, was it simple, simple to get easy. to that point? No, I, I yeah. went through prison three times to finally <laughs> figure that out. Yeah. But it is that simple to overcome whatever it is that you're struggling with. And, and, but then I tell people, hey, if, if the 12 steps work for you, all wow, means them do them 12 yeah. steps yeah. because they work for you. They don't work for me. It's just, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm lazy. It's just too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? and, uh, but, yeah, man, it's it's just a matter of, you know, replacing your time with, with something that's healthy. But as far as addiction goes, everybody has one. Yeah. It mm. yeah. you know, doesn't matter what it is, baseball cards or, right. or whatever, you know, Nintendo, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, Everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know. Man. man, it's been so good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah you guys absolutely. too,
5: man. I, man, I appreciate yeah, y'all. Absolute pleasure. Coming yeah, no, I, out here to support me. I no, I,
0: I, and I want to keep talking to you, but I know they're going to kick us out in like oh, 10 yeah. minutes.
5: Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I think my, my boss is ready to go eat a steak, so. <laughs> I appreciate y'all uh, That's a good boss being right there. Here. Uh, yeah, he's a great boss, great guy. So. great friend
0: well man is is there anything is there anything else coming up on the on the near horizon that you want yeah, people to know so about
5: i do want to uh mention something so something that i've I've realized that i'm, I'm good at is creating energy mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so a friend of mine that owns uh the table at medley uh in oh, downtown yeah. conroe it's a food truck place Yeah, it's great and it's a music venue and uh he comes over to me and we just we're talking about you know how to do you know cross promoting and as my job working for Barsh, we're always just looking for opportunities to just let people know who we are because we're here to serve in this community. community. Yeah. Uh, and so he was talking to me, and I was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "Let's create some energy over your place." And I said, "Let's open up the stage. Let's do an open stage, acoustic, open mic. Let's pick a day." And he was like, "Well, Sundays." I was like, "Yeah, great. After church. Yeah. Nobody's got a lot of people. They don't have family to go eat lunch with. Yeah." Well, now we will have all the local music artists, well, and any mu- music artist, if, if you just want to showcase, if you want to, you know, you've got talent and you, you think that you have talent, come show up, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, and so I told him, I said, don't involve any money, because when you involve money, it takes the energy sure. out of it. And so our, my friend, Brand, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, my friend Jason Lee uh, comes walking through the door 30 minutes later, and he's a music artist uh, yeah. from the Kimbros. Uh, and I tell him about it, and uh, he's like, uh, well, man, that's a great idea. He was like, man, as a musician, he said, you know, if I want to hear one of my buddies play, like, i got to hire them. You know what I mean? Because we're all working on the same day. Right, yeah. You know I mean, he was like, this would give us an opportunity to just sit and play and play our, you know, tell yeah. our stories and play songs and vibe off of each other. And and so, yeah, every Sunday from here on out, you know, show up at the table of medley, you know, come hungry, um, enjoy some good energy, some good music, and yeah and
0: there's i mean it's a decent email. stage back up in there yeah. like, oh, it's, it's, it's kind nice of deceptive setup. most people don't know it's sitting back there yeah, so
5: it's it's yeah. a good little venue it's dri- directly behind sonic there
2: so. yeah and great food
5: yeah the food great trucks food. are so i walked up the other day and i said hey which were you?" he said barbecue and tacos yeah yeah i'm like you're trying to get every girl here aren't yeah. You? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> yeah so that's something new we'll start that august 6th awesome uh, so, we'll come check it out man yeah
0: yeah, and if you're listening, go go see. I mean, live music, local live music. Yes, local yes.
5: live music. If you know somebody from anywhere, invite them. Come yeah, play. awesome, well, cool. bro. We're
0: gonna we're gonna wrap it up, Riz. If you could hit the the bump music for me. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this live episode in this incredible house to talk to some incredible people. Uh, if you have not yet, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, all the love. Sean, thank you so much for uh, no, my pleasure for guest hosting, man.
2: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: I, we uh, Kevin's just fired.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, it was nice. I loved your mustache, but I'm I'm here now, baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. We'll see you next time.
2: so crazy, you know, yeah. like, small world. Man, I have mean, uh... there's your smartphone.